0: Hey everybody, uh, welcome to our Friday show. Uh, we've been talking to Paul Brown all this week and Paul, uh, I always appreciate uh, everyone coming on this show and taking out so much time because I know you got other things you can be doing. So uh, thanks for helping us talk through issues and again just hear from a vastly different context uh, from uh, most of what uh, we normally get to hear. So thank you for that. Um, today's question, the question you get um, a lot is, why does God or just Christianity uh, stop you from having fun? You know, should Christian young people not go to parties and have a drink? Um, uh, what are some thoughts there? Maybe even helping us too. I know, you know, in my context in Mississippi, um, in most parts in the United States, it's 21 is the legal drinking age, 21. Um, is it 18 over there for you?
1: it is yeah um so obviously you can uh you can go to nightclubs you can you can go to a bar from i think 16 but you're not allowed to drink alcohol until you're 18 and so actually uh you know in in supermarkets and in, in stores they will want you to be over 25 but you have to have id if you're if you look younger than 25 and part of that's all to kind of you know eliminate the amount of underage drinking, but um, Ireland has a rich tradition of drinking um, and, a, and, a, and a, had a bad reputation for that being the thing that they do the best. Um, and so often um, when it comes to it, you know, young people just don't understand. And I, I, you know, our culture is a culture of excess. So we don't, you know, we're not like the French where, you know, uh, we kind of have a little drink of wine each day kind of thing. When people drink, they drink to excess, they get they drink to get drunk. Um, and so for our teenagers that's seen as the you know the pinnacle in some ways that alcohol partying there's a huge increase in in drugs now recreational drugs Um, and so often we have young people who we've kind of talked about the other day about how hard they work so when they have downtime they want to enjoy themselves and so they don't want limitations and so this comes back to uh, you know the ideas of of God being a rule keeper and he creates these rules to stop us from having fun and again that's a misunderstanding of the character of God that God give us free will and that free will although limited you know gives us so many options and so many choices and that you know he has a you know he calls us to a life that is worthy of the gospel and to walk in step with the spirit he creates rules for us for our freedom um, and I think often at times, you know, it's been repackaged, and the, you know, the enemy creates these sense of lies that, in terms of, you know, God's just here to, you know, stop you from having fun. Um, and we, we trace that back to Garden of Eden at the fall, you know, when, um, you know, when, you know, the, when Satan kind of points to that idea that to say that did God really say that? You know, surely God wants you to know the knowledge of good and evil. And I think often when it kind of comes to young people, they want to enjoy life to the full. So you've heard of the kind of you're only young once. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times, uh, a lot of people do believe in, in in God. I think a lot of young people have a spiritual understanding and connection, but they don't have that connection to their everyday experience. And so often I've had conversations with young people and they've kind of like, I'll become a Christian when I'm you know, about to die. Mm-hmm. and you're kind of like well (laughs) not quite sure that you're getting the whole cunt you know I really want you to kind of understand that actually this is the only way to live this is the only way to live with you know forgiveness from sins you know and and often that when we kind of think about uh the question we talked about yesterday in terms of you know how do you live out and your faith in the school environment how do you show that it's relevant well we have a lot of young people who go through life with a lot of guilt and shame and it's only the gospel of grace that enters into that to say that actually here is, here's an understanding of who this God is and he removes the guilt and shame from you so that you're made righteous and you're made holy and you're made blameless and pure. Um, And, and I think often at times um, we try to journey with young people, we try to have fun with them so that youth group's a fun thing. There's an element of serious so we, you know, we, We want them to unwind we want them to have good you know good times when they kind of come um and we want them to understand that you know when god created us he made us in his image and his his image bears he has rules for us to play he wants us to work he wants us to live out our life in such a way um so that we uh stay away from things that cause us harm and difficulty and so uh i think that's part of the challenge is that you know the the young people kind of feel like they you know they just want to enjoy certain parts of it and so they're going to wait till a later stage when actually they'll say sorry and then they'll get into heaven mm-hmm. rather than saying that actually i'm part of a i'm part of a movement i'm part of it i'm part of a people that are you know building and going to different parts of the world and sharing that gospel with other people so that it's not just for my own personal benefit for the transformation of others and and so, um, often we our, our young people kind of think through some of the challenges, and I think often youth group is a place where they come back um, and they feel loved. You know, when they make mistakes, they're not judged; they're welcomed back. And I think that's really important that actually, you know, we 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 practice grace and we we recognize that. The teenage years and young adult years are difficult and they will make make mistakes. And, you know, we're consistent. And I think that's really important that there's consistency and continuity. Now, where we face challenges sometimes is when actually church parents um, or Christian parents who actually allow certain things to happen Mm -hmm. when we teach one thing in youth group, but then it's practiced in a different way Again, it comes back to competing messages. Um, so that you know, we look like we're, we're really tight, and we're applying all these legalistic rules, and we're trying to ruin their fun. Mm. And their parents are much more grace oriented, and they kind of recognize that. Sure, it's okay to let off a little bit of steam. And so you're trying to you're trying to help them navigate that and work through that.
0: Mm. Yeah, and again, uh, the theme here of kind of pointing students back to the character of God and getting them to see these boundaries are actually in place to help you flourish, and therefore you're good. And he's not a you know killjoy, and he's not being restrictive. Um, a question I had just, again, to help us kind of understand your context a little bit, and I think that was getting into something you were just saying. Okay, you are saying 16-year-olds can go into bars, but they cannot partake until they're 18. And so kind of a question there is, you know, how often are you seeing students that are going to the bars even at age 16 and 17 and, and are able to kind of sneak a drink when they're in there and then also kind of connecting it to the mixed messages that they're getting from families. Do you see it more common over there where families, you know, are hosting students in their home and allowing them to partake of alcohol even when they're, they're younger? Um, can you talk to us about that? Again, just kind of your context, the ages there, and then some of what families are doing.
1: Yeah, like, I I think in around the kind of 16, 17, 18, um, as you kind of move towards the, the, you would call it prom, we would call it formals, so that there are certain school functions that happen and there's been a real lockdown by the government to kind of reduce the time of that. But all it, you know, all it does is drive it somewhere else so that you try to legislate, but it's about changing the culture from within. And I think often it's trying to help people to see that because young people will cross the line wherever line you say they will cross that that's sort of nature of so often at times it's trying to sort of point to them to say that God wants you to flourish he wants you to be the best version that you can be and and that's a version that has him at the center and and so were we you know that kind of 16 17 18 they will they'll go to parties and and what I find really disappointing um, is when parents are actually buying into that and they're allowing their kids to do it because I just don't think you have any credibility as a parent then to say, well, actually I want you to apply these rules say, but you didn't, you didn't, you didn't make me apply the alcohol rules. So why are you applying this rule to me now? And I think often we, we give them, we give them a freedom to kind of break the rules because we don't recognize them as, as being important. And we want to be, And parents, I I know as as a parent as well, sometimes we can struggle to kind of set right boundaries and we want our kids to kind of experience life and make their own mistakes. And sometimes you get Christian parents who just don't want their kids to make any mistakes, so they shelter them and they wrap them up in cotton wool and they kind of keep them away from everything that's dangerous rather than giving them choices and giving them responsibilities. And so, you know, I've always said to young people, I says, look, you know, Go to the parties. I have no problem if you go into somebody's house and there's a party and they're drinking alcohol at that party. But we have to be people who abide by the laws of the land. And the law of the land means that under the age of 18, you're not allowed to drink alcohol. And how are we being distinct if we don't, if we just drink alcohol like everybody else? And so it's trying to sort of help them to see that we're called to live to a different standard. And, you know, it is hard at times because... I know that parents are making choices. So I know that uh, uh, a parent of one of my daughter's age group, she picked up her daughter from youth group and took her to one of the local parks and, and brought alcohol so that they could go and enjoy that with their friends in the park. Now, two years down the line, that daughter is nowhere near coming to youth group anymore. And you know, part of the difficulty is is that you basically said, this is the way to live. This is how to enjoy yourself. Um, And I've seen that through my own college years, you know, through, um, you know, watching friends, watching other people navigate that and actually all the difficulties that come with, you know, buying into that kind of cultural mindset, which is just live life large, do whatever you want. There's no rules and, and actually a lot of brokenness and a lot of difficulties that people face through that. And so it's trying to help young people kind of understand who they are and how they're meant to be distinct and different in those environments you can enjoy those parties just like everybody else but just not partake in those things that you think are contrary to God's laws and contrary to what God wants for you to flourish and so be there for be there for your friends so we we talk to them about the importance of going to things together not feeling pressured but having a a Christian brother or sister that walks with them that helps them through that so that they're also held to account um I, I think it is a challenge I think it's a challenge that um I think every culture faces in terms of how do you as as as, as teenagers navigate becoming an adults and you know you'll make mistakes along the way and who who are the people that you listen to um, and who are the people that you're taking advice from, and and not retreating just into a youth culture that just says keep keep going, keep doing. You know, uh, often people are not willing to commit to things because they're they're afraid of missing out on something else, and so they don't make commitments to things. And just in case, or they or or something better comes along, and they you know they they ditch youth group because actually they've got a better offer. Mm-hmm. I think often at times it's trying to help them to see that what we do is not you know is for their benefit it's not to kind of harm them as such or you know it's not brainwashing but it's actually helping them to navigate the life that they're facing and the challenges that they're facing and and giving leaders who are transparent and open and accountable and honest about their own relationship and their own mistakes because uh, we're all you know as leaders we're all sinners saved by grace we make mistakes but yet God still loves us, cares for us, and welcomes us back when we ask when we say sorry for our sins. And so the importance of modeling again, modeling what you know, transparency looks like, honesty looks like, repentance looks like are, are all really important things as we pass faith on to young people.
0: Yeah. Again, a lot of good stuff. And I think it's important too to help students see um, you know that, that and be honest and open that, you know, sin is fun. Um, You know, you think of uh, Hebrews 11, talking about um, Moses, uh, rather than enjoying the pleasures of sin for a time, um, had his eyes, you know, on an eternal perspective. And, you know, sin telling, I mean, the Bible telling us that sin is pleasurable. And even telling our students, look, there's some joy and pleasure you can get from sin, but it is fleeting. Um, and, And obviously... You know the scriptures, and and God is redefining what is fun, and you know a lot of what we would call quote unquote fun is having us at the center, um, but that's an empty a version of fun that, that is, again is fleeting, and, and helping them see the the beauty of uh, God ultimately in His gospel, and coming alongside them, and I think it is just taking leaders being open and honest of look, I can see the why that's enticing, I can see why that's fun. Um... I know there's going to be a sense in which you feel like you miss out, but, but, you know, helping them see this is far greater. Um, And and again, having older people coming alongside them to say, look, I've been there before. Um, I've been to those parties. I've been, uh, you know, uh, through this, these uh, teenage years and can tell you this is far greater. Um, Yeah, I think it's just it takes those leaders coming alongside them, helping them to see that perspective uh, for sure. Um, Paul, anything you want to add as we uh, close this out?
1: Um, I suppose our goal is always, you know, is to try to help young people to live out the gospel in their own lives and and often when I kind of think about, you know, some of the challenges we face in youth ministry, um, you know, a lot of times people want, you know, parents will want their children to be gospel flavored but not gospel centered. They want them to look because they have a notion that if they go to church, that they'll be nice, they'll be loving, they'll be respectful, they'll you know they'll not cause them too many too much trouble. But they don't want them to have enough of the gospel where actually it transforms them into a disciple who whose primary goal is to make other disciples. And so that's part of the challenge is that it's you know equipping parents and 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 walking alongside parents and seeing them as partners in the gospel because. Obviously as, uh, as covenant believing uh, Christians, we believe that God passes faith on through families and that youth ministry is a complement to the family home. And so it's how do we as, as youth ministers equip parents and work alongside them as the disciple making, makers because often a lot of these issues come back to the house. And, and so parents having those again, honest transparent conversations so that we are working with them rather than against them and and so you know trying to captivate them and give them an opportunity to kind of explore their faith in a safe environment and ask questions when they don't understand and then go home and hear a totally different message from Mm. potentially a parent so you know the importance of working with families and and working alongside them Mm.
0: yes that Partnership is is vitally important, and I love how you kind of ended there of just, you know, the church and the family working together. And as, again, youth ministry is in a partnership with the parents, not there to replace uh, the parents, but to come alongside them and, again, share the same message, not mixed messages. Um, So that's good. Paul, it's been really great getting to talk to you, getting to discuss youth ministry, again, hear your context, and I know others will be blessed by what you had to say. So thanks again for giving the time.
1: No problems, thank you, thanks for the opportunity.
0: Oh come and buy without money. Oh come and feast without pay.